Hey friends, so if you are a mom with kids home during the summer, playing with all the toys and bringing friends over and I bet you're at this place where I was when I had all my kids when they were a lot smaller and played less video games and more toys. So I've seen probably a dozen or more in the last week. I've had a dozen or more people asking how to handle the toys, how old do your children need to be before they can participate in deciding what needs to stay and what needs to go? Um, how many toys do we need? You know, what to do with the toys, how to get your children on board with it, how to inspire your children to make decisions. And I will tell you that the number one way that works no matter how old or how young your kids are. This is what I have done for my kids all along and for my clients. This is what I do is we go in and we rearrange the room that all the toys are in. We rearrange it. That way they can't even tell what's missing because it's all, all different, right? So that is my way to inspire a toy purge, rearrange the rooms that the toys are in, move stuff that was in the living room or the kids' bedrooms, put it all the toys in one central place and kind of decide what toys need to stay in what spaces. So if you have young toddlers, you're probably going to have some toys that need to be in your main living areas because when you're making dinner and things, you need to keep an eye on them and they need to be entertained. So you have to have some stuff that is close by. So I frequently rotate that stuff. That stuff gets rotated every two to three weeks if it lasts two weeks, right? We got to keep their attention. So we just rotate that around. Um, the number one way to keep that contained is to give it a space. I had a large round basket that was very shallow that I put larger toys in like uh, maybe some balls or stuffed animals or combination of things. And then I had a two shelf bookcase that I used in the hallway between the kitchen and the dining area, sorry, the kitchen and the living room. So it had on one shelf, it had like a basket with the diapers and wipes in it. And then it had some books and whatever toys could entertain my kids in that age range from, that was baby safe. If I had the baby, no choking hazards, but could still entertain the older toddlers that were three or four or five or whatever, right? We got to keep their attention. So rotating those around, but then the main playroom that had all of the toys in it or the kids' bedrooms that had all of the toys in it that just felt like an absolute disaster. The number one thing I would do is start pulling out the things that I knew were broken, trashed, uh, just always messy and not real good entertainment. Anything that my kids fought over a lot, that was trash. Like we don't want anything that inspires conflict in my family. We want that stuff thrown away, gone. It's no good if it causes bad relationships, right? That stuff is not important. So I would rearrange the furniture. I would move the bookshelves from this wall to the other wall and I would move the bed around if it was in the bedroom and I would, you know, sometimes we would have the bunk beds as twin beds and sometimes we would have the bunk beds as bunk beds. Um, 
And I highly recommend getting a set like that if you have kids <laughs> in a variety of ages. If you're looking for bunk beds, get ones that turn into twin beds as well. It makes a world of difference for moving multiple homes and relocating or just rearranging bedrooms a lot. Sometimes it works better to have two twin beds and a trundle rather than bunk beds. Some kids are too tall for bunk beds. Some kids are scared to be on the top. Some kids aren't safe to be on the top. Anyways, highly recommend that. But as far as the toys, we create a space that the toys are supposed to be in. I use bookshelves. I love tall bookshelves. You can anchor them to the wall if your kids are climbers or you feel like they're unsafe. I had really heavy duty um, bookshelves. My kids never climbed them. Um, when I got the bigger ones, they did try to climb the smaller ones. Um, so anyways, that would be recommended. I've never done it, but probably should anchor those to the wall. Um, I use bookshelves. And then once the space was full of what they needed and, uh, you know, bigger toys like the race car tracks or the doll houses, those would go on the floor beside it usually. And then I would have a basket for larger items. Um, so once the space was full that I wanted the toys to be in, once the bookshelf with the little baskets was full, it had it wasn't crowded. There was enough stuff on it to fill the space, but it didn't overwhelm and it was still easy to maintain to put things away. Then all the other toys, I would leave them out of the way. Just scoot them, leave them all on the floor and have your kids come in and take a look at, usually they're going to come in uninvited. So just <laughs> when they come in, show them what you've done and ask them what they like and if they see any toys up there on the shelf that you've put away that they really don't care about, that they would be okay getting rid of and encourage them to part with more things. And then if they wanted to start putting away things that were still on the floor, tell them that we need to trade. So if they found um, a baby doll that was on the floor that I thought was one that we wasn't really important, but they wanted to keep it. They needed to trade out with one that I chose as a keep so that we still had the safe, you know, the right amount of toys that wasn't overwhelming for them to clean up. If you, your kids cannot clean up the playroom in 20 minutes, it's too messy. I mean, honestly, it needs to be 10 minutes of cleanup. If they've been playing in there for two hours, it should not take 20 minutes to clean up the room. It shouldn't. If it does, you have too many tiny pieces out. You have too many categories of things. That's overwhelming and it takes too much time to think about it. Or your organization style is too meticulous for their skills. So that's something else to think about. I did with my kiddos when they were little, we did and still we do one basket for their characters. And that includes small animal, like any of their plastic character people go in one basket. It doesn't matter what type of character they are. They all play with them at the same time. They change out which ones they want. They use animals the same. If they have race cars and stuff, sometimes those go in there too because they're using them all the same. They're going to play with the people and the animals and the cars all at the same time. You have to know your kid to know what categories are right for your family. You have to know your kids. For um, some of my nieces and nephews that I've had come over and play, they wanted every single toy that we had. 
They wanted every single category, every single toy out. So for those children, I would sometimes when I knew they would come over and be there for the weekend or for several days, I would eliminate a couple of categories so that there was less mess just for the time that they were there because it wasn't overwhelming for my kids because they didn't pull out every single toy. But when these visitors would come over and they would want to play with every single toy, then it was overwhelming for my child. So it was overwhelming to clean it up and you look in the room and you're like, oh my goodness, this is going to take an hour. Nobody should feel that way in a playroom. That's not okay. I always took the games. The games were put away separately. So I had to get them or an older child had to get them and they had to put it away before they got another one out. They could not ever have more than two games out at a time because it's not worth the headache of trying to match up all the pieces because honestly, I would rather throw it away than spend 30 minutes sorting out the parts. I just don't have the time and energy for that. I always have several kids at my house and that's too much for my brain to do. I would rather throw it away. I can go pick up another one at Goodwill or (laughs) the consignment store. Pretty cheap. Target does toy clearance in February and January, February and July. So it's really easy to go get some super cheap, (laughs) super cheap toys. Shop those after Christmas clearance deals and you can get your games pretty inexpensive, but I guarantee there's almost always games at the thrift stores. So that's a so easy to just make that your go-to. Um, keep it simple. If they can't clean it up in 20 minutes, it's too much. The other thing, um, once they trade out those toys, um, I love to have them help decide where things will go if if they have a trade. I want them to choose what's going. So they like they want this baby doll and we already had five baby dolls that I chose to keep, but they wanted this other baby doll. So they have to pick one of those five that I chose to keep to trade as the donate item. And I would have them go ahead and put it in the donate bag. They could pick whatever one they wanted, but we're only keeping this many because that's how many fit and that's how many friends that they would be having to play at the same time. That's how many they would use at the same time. That's as much as they need. If their friends want more baby dolls, their friend usually brings a baby doll. It's not a big deal. And you don't need 27 baby dolls for three kids. You don't. Each kid does not need five baby dolls. If they don't, like need, right? Need is different. Want, sure. Maybe they want, you know, an entire bookshelf full of baby dolls, but that feels really overwhelming trying to keep up with that. The other thing that I would highly recommend is keeping the sizes for all of the baby dolls pretty similar um, or having maybe two sizes. So you have the larger baby dolls and the smaller baby dolls so that you're not mixing in a whole bunch of stuff that feels overwhelming and you have 37 different sizes of shoes and accessories and clothes for your baby dolls and then you can't figure out what it goes on and so you just have you know an entire storage tub of baby doll clothes that's all mixed in and it's a hot mess that's overwhelming your kid is not going to use half of that stuff so pick two to three outfits per baby doll max like two to three that's all you need keep it simple so that it's not overwhelming and so you can actually keep up with it and clean up. It does not, you do not need an entire bucket of baby doll accessories. That's too much to clean up. 
you need a couple of baby dolls, like five baby dolls, three baby doll bottles. Even if you have three or four girls playing with baby dolls, that still is enough for a friend. And you know what your kids are going to actually play with at the same time. So your kids do not need, you do not need 500 race cars for your kid. Yeah, they want a new one every time they go to the store. But every time they go to the store and get a new one, you have them trade out one that they can get rid of. Or two, if they have, if they already have a ton and they want a new one, then make them pick out 10 or 20 to get rid of. You have to keep it simple if you want it to be maintainable. And you want to keep your kids capable of cleaning up all of their own things. You have to keep it simple. All right, so once my kids have decided what is staying and what is going. Ask them to make sure that they are done trading. Really talk up and make a big deal about how much easier it is to clean up with the new rearranged room. The new setup is so easy to pick up when it's cleanup time. And then I casually and encouragingly say what a blessing it is that they are willing to share those donated toys and like what types of families that I hope that they would be going to A lot of times we would donate to um, the charities that would donate to the homeless shelter and other parts of, you know, really local communities, like charities that would really help our local community. That let people come in that have um, had a house fire or were just in a desperate place and would let them come in with vouchers and pick out things and really support the community look for those charities, those places to donate to. Those are the best. Um, so making a really big deal about, um, you know, how easy it is to clean up when we have less stuff, because wow, this is a lot of stuff to clean up. What's left on the floor here. Don't, aren't you glad you don't have to clean these things up anymore? Because this is a lot. Uh, look how messy this is. I always talk about that sort of thing, just to really encourage having less. And then, We bag up the rest and load it into the trunk to be donated. Sometimes my kids will help with bagging it up, but usually they're pretty excited to play with the new setup. So there isn't really a lot of drama over the stuff that (laughs) that didn't get put away. And if there is something that they aren't ready to part with and they have, then I make them trade or negotiate a good location for this extra toy. So they have to negotiate and I have to remind them that they are the ones that are responsible for the cleanup of this item. So if they choose to leave it messy, if I find it messy, then it will be going. And I just really warn them about it so that if this is something that you're willing to take on as an extra responsibility, then you have to be responsible 100% making sure it gets put away And that you keep this piece looking nice. And if you feel like you can't do that, then we need to maybe let something else go or let this item go. So think about how easy is this going to be for you to clean up and keep up with and make sure that it's put away every day. And then if they come up with, you know, if they are ready to negotiate that and come up with a good place for it and we agree and they can keep that extra toy. That's fine. But I want them to realize the responsibility of having things. It's not my responsibility to keep up with all of their things. 
once they are capable of putting their things away, which is around age three, definitely by age four, they should be ready to put their own things away. I have my kids as early as 18 months helping with toy, like clean up, helping with emptying trash cans, helping with clearing the table. Like they're capable of walking across the room with their bowl or their plate or their cup. They're capable of that. And I feel like so many moms do everything for their kiddos and then they don't even realize how skilled their kids really are. And when they come over to my house and play, then I ask them to clear their dishes and the parents jump up to do it for them. I'm like, and then they're stopped in their tracks watching all of my kids who are sometimes younger than their kids clearing their dishes and taking care of the mess on their own. And, you know, that part is really, you have to set them up for success. Yeah, sure. Maybe they're going to drop something on their way. It's fine. It's fine. It's replaceable. If it breaks, we can clean it up if it spills. And most of the time when I'm asking them to do this at the toddler stage, all the way up to age five, we usually have plastic dishes. We do not have (laughs) breakable dishes for the kids until they're capable of using them well. And I guess for like my daughter just turned six and I really, the only thing we have that's plastic right now are we have some bowls and then we have, I was going through disposable plates a lot. And so I decided to get reusable plastic plates and keep them in the plate holder, um, which is actually a book stand on the counter. Um, it's like a cookbook holder and it holds all of our plastic plates instead of the disposable plates. And it's been really helpful. But other than that, my kids are fully capable of taking care of their own things. They can hand wash their stuff. They can rinse it all out. They can put it in the dishwasher. And we don't teach our kids to do these things early enough. And it causes, you know, them to feel like they're not capable. So I... The other thing that I wanted to share really quick is if we have an item that they are just really emotional about getting rid of, even though they definitely don't play with it, there's not room for it, it doesn't work for their skill set anymore. You know, you have these kids that don't want to get, you know, you've got a kindergartner or something that wants to save a baby toy that your youngest has outgrown, but they've become emotionally attached to it for some reason. You know, something like that that's just really impractical to keep. It's not something that is of their skill set. Um, they're just having a hard time parting with it. Then we need to have the conversation with them. Sit down and really calmly have a conversation with them, trying to find out the why. The why is this specific item making them feel this way? Is it because someone gave it to them? Is it because they remember playing with it with a friend or a family member? Is it because they remember a sibling playing with it or playing with it with a sibling? What is it that's making this item hard to part with? Once we understand what is causing the emotions, it's easier to make the right decision. So if it is something that is far beyond your kid's you know, a baby toy when you don't have babies anymore, but they still want to keep it, then maybe we save that in the sentimentals box that your kids should have. I keep my kids' um, sentimentals box in the top of their closet 
and have all of their school stuff in it, all of their baby stuff in it, anything that would be special to them. They have one size bucket that it all has to fit in. You know, their favorite stuffed animal from back when they cared about stuffed animals and (laughs) different things that maybe a couple of outfits from their baby life that I just really don't want to part with the outfits they came home from the hospital in and different things, but I have it contained in one space and one location. Their special school art, all of those things are all in the same bucket and contained to a size. Once we have those boundaries, then it's easier to decide what stays and what goes. So if you have a child that is really emotional about stuff, give them some boundaries for where they can keep things that are sentimental, but aren't something that needs to be out in their current space. It doesn't need to be in the way for them. That's what I really would love for you to think about. I feel like this episode is going a little bit long, but because so many moms have been messaging me about toys and the playroom and how to set it up and how old can their kids be to participate My kids as early as like really six months, as soon as they're able to pick up something off the floor and put it into the basket, we start talking about cleaning up and putting our things away. Good job. Thank you so much for putting that back in the basket. And we just praise them and encourage them to help. Now, it's not going to be a hard thing. All your kids aren't going to be able to do it, but starting young And making it a positive thing instead of a negative thing or a heartbreaking thing or an emotional thing. Just make it positive. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. These kids are going to be so happy that you shared with them. What a sweet, kind child you are. You are just making such blessing to someone else's life by giving them these items. You know, one of the hardest things that I see moms part with is that they save all their kids' baby clothes and all, you know, all these baby stuff. And then they get to a point where they aren't planning on having any more, or it's been several years and it's been through several children and they're still holding on to it, even though there's no plans for any more. They just don't want to part with it. And the thing is, if you think about it, How many times could somebody have been using those items that you had sitting in that closet over these years? How many times could you have shared that with someone else (laughs) over the years that they could have been using it right now and been blessing someone else right now instead of saving it for a maybe? You know, maybe someone needs that toy. Maybe someone's looking for that specific toy because it was a favorite and it got lost in an Uh, you know, um, a move or a fire or whatever, maybe it got damaged somehow, or they lost their favorite pieces to it. And they, you know, maybe they left a domestic violence situation and had to leave everything. Maybe they had a roach infestation, like one of my recent clients did, and had to just toss everything because it just wasn't worth bringing roach infestation to their new home or maybe mold. I've had some people that I know have dealt with that, or they just had everything was ruined from black mold that was causing illness in the family. And they had to leave all of their stuff. Maybe those things that you have, and you've been holding on to for a while are the perfect replacement for the stuff that they had to leave behind. And they are going to feel so blessed and like God answered their prayer when they find what you're getting rid of. So 
don't think about <laughs> don't think about how hard it is. Think about what you need to bring into this new new time of your life. Number one, take take your thoughts and turn it into what needs to be in this next season of life. And the other thing I want you to think about is who could use this right now? I bet someone else could be blessed by me donating this item right now. And don't hold on to it. Don't save it in your car for a month like I did recently and didn't take the donations to the donation center. I just kept pushing them around in my car and piling stuff on top of it and dropping off some stuff, but missing other things because they fell in between the seats and I didn't get them. And because I've been working so much, my kids didn't come in the car. And so I have probably two garbage bags of stuff that have fallen in the seats that I need to clean out of my car. It's so embarrassing right now, but I've had a tarp down and stuff in and out of my car on rotation (laughs) multiple days a week going to the donation center. It's just been crazy. But some of that stuff that I had to climb into the car and dig around behind the seats, that stuff didn't get removed. It just got left because I was whooped by the time I got home, ready to eat and relax and spend some time with my kids. So please just take it. Tuesday is a great day to donate. So (laughs) that's what I put on my show in the Facebook group. Just take it on Tuesday, throw it out on Thursday if you forgot, right? So I hope you guys have a great week. I hope this really helps you to get control of the toys in your space, give them boundaries and make those negotiations with your kiddos if needed. And keep that grocery bag handy so you can throw stuff in there as you're going. So super easy. If you know you're getting ready to head upstairs to go clean up that playroom, grab a grocery bag or a trash bag and take it up there with you and be prepared to do a quick little purge just whenever you go up there to have it done. Like it doesn't have to be something that you spend hours doing. You can just take a few minutes and grab a couple of things that can go as you're cleaning up. It's easy or if you have the bag already there. So that is my tip of the day to get your playroom decluttered and to keep it contained so that it is easy and get your kids involved. All right. I hope you guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. And if you haven't done it already, make sure you go to Apple podcast and leave a review for this show. So more people can find it. If you want some more behind the scenes and more connection with me, come join the Facebook group at the SOS mom show. And you can email me or call 980-389-0399 and email at hello at the SOSmom.com. I'm waiting for you. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?